Hey everybody, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Amen. I'm so excited for this episode. We're talking about the full armor of God. We're talking about the resources available in Jesus Christ to fight the spiritual battle that we are in, whether we like it or not. So I think this is an important episode, and I pray that you'll be encouraged and equipped. Let's jump right in. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening in today. I'm really excited for this episode. We're talking about the spiritual battle that we are in and these resources that are available in Christ to fight the battle. And, you know, I feel really passionate to try to communicate how real this stuff is, despite the fact that we can't see spiritual reality all the time, but we can so see the impact and the influence of the spiritual realm. And I just, I have a heart right now to encourage you to believe (laughs) in the spiritual reality um, in addition to the physical reality that we can see. So much of uh, faith, you know, uh, the scriptures, there is this theme of we walk by faith and not by visible sight, right? And so I'm just praying, Lord, would you just be with us right now? Would you convince us from your word, God? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Would you convince us from your word that this is real, this is serious, even if we can't always see it with our physical eyes in Jesus' name? You know, I was thinking about the wind. And I was thinking about how I can't see the wind, but I sure can see its effects. I can see its impact. And I was wondering if, you know, the spiritual realm's a little bit like that and the spiritual battle's a little bit like that. We can't necessarily always see with our physical eyes what's happening in the spiritual realm, but we can see the influence and the impact. And, you know, I I just believe... um, from the scriptures, from the inspired word of God, that we're in a spiritual battle um, against evil spiritual forces and beings that can exert force and influence that has a real impact on uh, what we see and, and what happens in life and on our lives. And therefore, we need to not be unaware of the enemy's schemes, but we need to be aware And we need to appropriate the resources given to us in Christ to fight the battle. All right. Those are some preliminary thoughts. Let's get to scripture. So, first of all, I think of 1 Timothy 6, 
um, 11 through 12, when it just says, uh, Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, but you, O man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And it says this, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. One way to see this life of faith is a fight. We talk all the time about the race imagery, but another way to see the reality of this journey uh, towards seeing Jesus face to face one day is a fight. And we're called to stand firm against the enemy and against his evil forces. Again, let's just go to scripture. Um, probably the, the primary passage here is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. And I'm going to try to say it from memory right now. It says, um, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. What an amazing, amazing, amazing passage. Okay, did you get that? I'm I'm not, this is not like, hey, Jake's podcast, I believe we're in a spiritual battle because I made that up. No, I'm talking to you about the word of God. Like this is, the scriptures is saying this. So I'm not saying this on my authority. I'm saying this on scripture's authority, on the Lord's authority, his inspired word says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, and the therefore is appropriate the resources God has given us, the full armor of God. Brother and sister in Christ, friend, whoever you are, will you trust God's word that you are in a spiritual battle and I'm just going to say, you are, whether you believe it or not, whether you want to believe that or not, you are. And I would highly recommend that you would give your life to Jesus Christ, that the veil be taken away and you be able to appropriate the resources given in Jesus Christ. And so I just want to briefly in this episode, the main point you know, is number one, you're in a spiritual battle, my friend. And number two, you need to appropriate the resources that Christ has given to fight 
the spiritual battle, to withstand the spiritual battle until you see Jesus face to face or he returns. Those are the two main points. One, here's my reminder to you. You're in a spiritual battle. Number two, good news. God has given resources to fight this battle, to stand firm. And you need to appropriate those resources. And so the overall main point is the armor of God, which are um, a way to describe the resources given to believers in Christ. The armor of God helps us to live for the day of Jesus's return by equipping us for the fight, for the spiritual battle that is the life of faith. One more time. The armor of God helps us to live for the day of Jesus' return by equipping us for the fight, for the spiritual battle that we're in, in the life of faith. So I want to talk briefly about these spiritual resources given to us. Paul uses this language of the armor of God. And I just really want to encourage you to believe that Uh, These are spiritual resources. And when I say spiritual resources, what I'm not saying is make-believe resources. Um, I'm not saying just figurative resources or fake resources. These are real, literal things, even though they're spiritual resources. This is real stuff that we really put on, right? So many times, you know, I'm thinking, uh, particularly in the New Testament, Um, Paul will write and he'll say, put on your new nature. You know, um, since you've taken off the old self, you know, with its practices, you know, and you've put on the new self, right? So it's, there's this language of putting on and taking off. And it's, that's language to describe um, how we live and how we pray and the actions that we take, what we do, what we choose to think and do and how we live. Um, and so we're called to appropriate this stuff and that's how we live and that's how we pray. So I just want to talk about these resources briefly and just give a couple thoughts, um, to encourage and equip us to fight this battle. Okay. So it starts out and Paul says, um, stand firm by putting on the belt of truth. So it starts out, the belt of truth. By the way, um, Paul is not just like kind of making something up here out of nowhere. There's one element where some of his, you know, New Testament at the time readers would have thought of Roman soldiers with all this armor on. So it was a great, you know, word picture about the resources available in Christ. But also, did you know that uh, in Isaiah, um Isaiah describes the armor of the Messiah and even the armor of Yahweh. You can take a look for anybody who's interested in Isaiah 11, um, four through five. It talks about the belt of righteousness and faithfulness. Um, probably where Paul's getting the belt of truth and the rod of his mouth. That's where we're going to get the, you know, the sword of the spirit. Isaiah 52, seven, um, I believe that's where we get the shoes of peace and Isaiah 59 17. Um, I think that's where we get the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. So those are Paul's drawing from God's armor, <laughs> uh, that Isaiah talks about. Isn't that amazing? So cool. Sorry. Belt of truth. Why is the belt of truth important? Okay. So this is, uh, something real we put on and it's the truth of God's word. 
the enemy is lying to you all the time, all over the place. And we need truth. Where do we get truth? From the creator, God himself. Where is the most clear place we can see that? Uh, His revealed word um, that most clearly reveals who he is in Jesus Christ. The truth of God's word. The devil's a liar. He's been lying since the beginning. And we need God's truth. So the belt of truth, I like to think about how the belt, you know, holds up all the rest of the armor. Truth is foundational. We need to be in the Bible every day, friends. We need to encourage each other with truth. Put on that belt of truth. Appropriate that resource, which is truth. Next, Paul says, um, on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Other translations have the breastplate of righteousness. And what I want to say here is that walking in obedience keeps us spiritually strong and alert. You know, I think about Hebrews 12 where it says, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, right? So sin entangles, that's just one of the things it does. So when we're walking in obedience, there's a strength that's there. Obviously, um, we're not saved because of our own righteousness. We're saved because of God's righteousness, because of Christ. And that's why the New Living Translation I believe talks about the body armor of God's righteousness because it kind of is implying both the righteousness um, of Christ um, that the believer gets incorporated into, but also um, the believer's, you know, sanctified righteousness that they're living out. So let's live righteously. Let's live in joyful obedience to Jesus. Let's appropriate Christ's righteousness to our lives and the good news of the gospel and the grace of God. And let's live righteously. Let's live a sanctified life. Come on. All right. Next resource, the shoes of the gospel of peace, which makes you ready. The readiness of the gospel of peace. So what's the resource here? It's the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ lived to usher in God's kingdom on earth. He died to save us from our sins. He rose from the dead, conquering death. He's now living enthroned as the true king of the universe. He will return in glory to consummate history. Come on. Anyone who repents of their sin and believes in him is made right with God, receives the gift of the Holy Spirit, and guaranteed eternal life. The gospel means peace with God. Woo! Whoa! You know, we don't start out at peace with God because of our sin. You know, Ephesians 2. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He's the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy. But God, but the gospel. The gospel means peace with God, and it creates a way for us to have peace with other people. We appropriate the gospel by knowing the truth of God's word, knowing that we can have peace with God through what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. And I believe that peace that we know we have with God, it helps us be ready for anything. It helps us be ready because that's that's one of the translations talks about the shoes of the readiness of the gospel of peace. So there's this sense where the gospel of peace makes us ready. Come on, we got to appropriate first truth. We got to appropriate the resource of righteousness. We got to appropriate the resource of the gospel. 
preach the gospel to yourself and to others every day. The good news that we can be reconciled to a holy God through what Jesus Christ has done and accomplished on the cross and his resurrection. Come on. All right, let's keep going because it's going to get even better. Let's appropriate the next resource, the next piece of the armor, the shield of faith. Can, 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 can you just stay with me here? Can you, can you remember that I'm not talking about make-believe stuff? I'm talking about real resources. I'm talking about real armor that we put on by the way that we um, trust in Christ, the way that we live in faith, the way that we pray, the way that we walk in in obedience, um, what we choose to think, all these things. Okay, the shield of faith. What's faith? I did a podcast on it, um, but first and foremost, let's go to the Bible. Um, faith's believing that God exists and that he rewards those who are earnestly seeking. That's Hebrews eleven six. 6. Um, the fulfillment of that is faith is um, believing Jesus Christ is who he said he was, says he is right? The Messiah, the Redeemer, that he is uh, the one true God. And uh, he's made a way for us to be reconciled to a holy God. Praise God. Um, I talked about in the podcast that faith is a conviction that God exists and he rewards those who seek him, which leads to action. Why is faith important? Hey, if we don't have faith, we're totally vulnerable. We're completely vulnerable then we believe whatever the lies of the enemy, the world, and our flesh are telling us. But when we have faith, we are covered by God's word and what he says, and we're protected from the lies and the darts of the enemy that are flying at us, that want to destroy us. But when we believe God, when we believe his word, when we, when we appropriate it through faith and through, through prayer, and through obedience, oh my gosh, there's this covering that happens. And those fiery darts, those fiery arrows can't penetrate when we believe God is who he says he is in his word. Whew, come on. So we need to appropriate the truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith. Next, we come to the helmet of salvation. Paul says, put on salvation as your helmet. Wow. Come on. You know, one of the primary ways the enemy works is deception, like I already mentioned. And we, our minds are so vulnerable to being deceived. But with the helmet of salvation, which, you know, we could go into different things here and um, about how, you know, the helmet represents this assurance that we're saved because of the gospel, Right? But I also think there's this element to it of just God's truth and the reality um, that we've been saved. The reality is still rooted in God's truth and God's truth protects our minds and our assurance of our salvation through the gospel also uh, protects our minds. So powerful. The hope of salvation. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day uh, 
approach. Let us hold unswervingly, friends, unswervingly to the helmet of salvation, to the hope of our salvation. Whew. Come on. Okay. I'm excited because we're getting to my favorite one. Paul says, um, put on this, uh, salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Whoo! The one offensive weapon here, the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. In context, that's the gospel. Um, but also what God has spoken. And so therefore God's word, you know, uh, the Bible is God's word. It's the sword of the spirit. How do we appropriate this? Well, we got to know it. We got to read it. We got to study it. We got to love it. We got to treasure it, right? And so, and then we, and then we got to apply it by walking in obedience, okay? You know, when Jesus had that epic confrontation in the desert with the devil, what did he do? What did he do? He used the sword of the Spirit. He quoted the word of God, rightly applied. Jesus used his sword, the sword of the spirit. He said, he said, it's written. It's written. Come on, guys. Come on. What if in every situation when the enemy's lying to you and trying to trying to destroy you and trying to get you to believe your circumstances and the word of unbelief, what if you said, It's written? It's written. Man does not live by bread alone. Woo, but by every every word that comes from the mouth of God. What if you had an it is written? to every single fiery fiery arrow that comes at you. Oh, Jesus, help me have an it is written for every attack that comes against me, God. You know, I was just thinking, just like to apply this, you know, I've just been thinking about this. And, and, and when, when, when certain attacks come my way, I just, I just, I'm seeking to have an it is written. I'm seeking to have a sword. You know, I try to tell, I'm trying to get my students to understand this as a youth pastor. I say this all the time, like if I lived in a time where I needed to, like, you know, where the primary weapons, you know, in war and all these things were swords and spears and axes and lances and all these things uh, instead of, you know, guns and stuff like that, um, and I was called to use those things to protect, you know, my family and my nation, all these things, guess what I would get really good at using? I'd get really great at using a sword. I'd practice. I would practice and I would be prepared. Well, guess what, friend? You do live in a time when you need a sword. It's just that it's a spiritual sword. It's the sword of the spirit. You're in a battle, Right? I try to convince, I try to tell my students, you got to know how to use your sword, the shield of faith. It's not enough. You need the sword of the Spirit. Come on. And so I was thinking, you know, I, it's just so powerful to me. You know, when I want to, you know, give in to sin or something, and I can say, boom, it is written, Hebrews 1.9, you've loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Boom. I'm tempted to give in to sin or something, and I can say, boom, it's written. Romans 8, 5 through 6. For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and 
peace. Boom. I'm tempted to give in to sin or something. I can say, it is written. Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. It's written. Boom. I'm using my sword. I'm pulling it out. I, enemy, you got, you, got, you, you got something for me? I've got a sword for you. And every time you remind me of my past, I'm going to remind you of your future. Thank you for that word, Stephen Furtick. It's so good. We need to use the sword of the Spirit. And can you stay with me? Stay with me. I'm not talking about an imaginary, fake sword or uh, idea. I'm talking about a real thing, a literal weapon in the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Can I convince you of that? Okay, well then... If I can't, then read the Bible, because maybe the Bible will convince you of that. Come on. But this is, I want to move on and tell you something exciting. We just went through the six resources of, you know, the armor, the six pieces of the armor that Paul mentions, but some would argue that the greatest resource isn't necessarily a piece of the armor, it's the way we appropriate all the armor. And that's prayer. Did you know that in this passage on, you know, fighting the battle, this uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, it has three sections. 10 through, verses 10 through 13, it's be strong in the Lord. Verses 14 through 17, stand firm with the armor. And verses 18 through 20, pray constantly. Pray constantly. The weapons for warfare are spiritual because they're rooted in prayer. And I love this. My study note said this. Prayer is the Christian's most powerful resource. Woo! Christian, prayer is your most powerful resource. Why is that? Well, it's because it's communication with the living God. It's accessing Him who is the head over every power and authority. He's put them under his feet. He is putting them under his feet. Come on. So pray. It's prayer. It's the Christian's greatest spiritual resource. And so, for me, I kind of think of it as another weapon, to be honest. So, that, you know, it's like, We've got the belt of truth. We've got the body armor of God's righteousness. We've got the shoes of the readiness of the gospel of peace. We've got the shield of faith. We've got the helmet of salvation. We've got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And prayer, it's another weapon. At least that's how it feels to me. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's another way because Paul goes right into it. You know, after put on salvation as your helmet, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then it just goes right into it. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Sailor and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. That's a lot of prayer. <laughs> it's, it's just like pray all the time about everything. And that shouldn't, I don't want that to make you feel like, oh my gosh, like so burdened, but more of like this exciting invitation and opportunity and weapon that we have. Come on. That's so encouraging. Another passage I just wanted to share, maybe it'll continue to help convince you that this is a biblical concept is what I mentioned at the intro of this podcast, but 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. 
The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's one of the main ways, you know, the enemy works is through deception and false thoughts and ideology. And so that's why truth is so important. That's why there's the belt of truth. That's why there's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And how powerful is it to pray the word? Woo! Just like dynamite. Let's go. And so truth is so important. God's word is so important in the spiritual battle and appropriating it through praying and praying in spirit, right? And and so I just wanted to sum this up with three ideas that rhyme that might help you um, just be equipped for the battle, okay? So first of all, just three things. Obey. Obey. Take action. Put on right? Righteousness. Um, I see that as, you know, the, the breastplate of righteous, the body armor of God's righteousness. First step in the, in the spiritual battle by faith, obey, take action, be obedient to Christ, be obedient to his word. Um, don't let sin entangle you. Right. And when we do sin, first John, you know, two says, my dear children, I'm writing this Uh, so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads the case before, pleads our case before the Father. He's Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is a sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. Praise God for an advocate who atones for our sins when we fail. And let's live righteously. We can. Why? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, God living in us. Okay, number one, obey. Number two, know God's way. Bam. That's the truth element of the spiritual battle. So that's the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, right? Because it's the shoes of the gospel. We need that. We need, we know that through God's word, through the truth, the helmet of salvation. That's the sword of the spirit. Know God's way. So friend, know God's word. Heaven, it is written ready. You know, know God's word, know God's truth, study. Um, Let's have great doctrine. Let's, let's love God's word. Let's love God's truth. Let's know um, let's take every thought captive and make it obedient to the truth and to Christ. Okay. So number one, obey. Number two, know God's way. And number three, pray. Boom. Pray. This is, you know, it's, it's kind of, I see that connected with the shield of faith because we, we pray with faith and believing that God exists. And then he rewards those who seek him. Um, again, prayer, this, 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 unbelievably powerful spiritual resource for the battle. Why are we talking about all this? Um, The armor of God helps us to live for the day of Jesus's return by equipping us for the fight for the spiritual battle that is the life of faith. (sighs) Christian, you must take advantage of the spiritual resources available to fight the battle. There is a battle. Are you appropriating the resources available in Christ? If you're not, I beg you. Which is one that you need to start with? Truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, salvation, the word of God, prayer. Which one? How about all of them? But, but, but start small. Let's go. 
let's let's appropriate what Christ has made available. Come on, let's live into those spiritual disciplines. Like, like let's make space for God in our day, right? To put on all this armor. Man, like I, I played football in high school. And I, there's, just, there's just something special about putting on armor. You know, putting on those shoulder pads and all these, you know, pads on on your legs you know so that those helmets don't hurt your legs and then that helmet putting on that helmet with that face mask on there's something about it it's like i'm going to battle right now and we need you know we and and when i was playing football i didn't put that on you know because i thought it looked cool i i put it on because i needed it to go play the game that i was playing to fight the battle that i was fighting christian you're in a battle put on your armor Come on, we need it. How do we do it? Let's obey. Let's know God's way, the truth. And let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. The greatest resource of the Christian. Come on. Wow. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I want to say a prayer for you, um, whoever's listening to this. And then um, we'll go from there. Jesus. Thank you for this person listening to this podcast. And Lord, I pray if they don't know you, if they are not reconciled to you through faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray that they would um, believe on you and believe in the gospel and trust in you, that they could appropriate uh, the resources available only in Christ I ask for that. Lord, for the Christians listening to this, for those who know you, who who um, have these resources available, God, I pray that you would help them put on the full armor of God in Jesus' name, even right now. Listener, I bless you in Jesus' name with faith to believe you're in a spiritual battle, but to know that Christ has overcome you know, First John four says that that you've won a vict- you've already won a victory over those people. For the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And so, listener, I just bless you in Jesus' name with faith. I bless you with uh, an ability and a desire and a willingness to put on the full armor of God, the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and prayer. I bless you with joy in Jesus' name. God, I just pray that you'd help us to live by faith and not by sight. God, help us to live for the day when we'll see you face to face. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So good. Thankful for you. Thanks for listening to this. You know, the nugget that I'm thinking of today is just that it's a spiritual battle right now. But in heaven, that spiritual battle will be over. And every enemy will be under Christ's feet. And um, I don't know. I've never thought of it this way, but I guess we won't need that armor in the same way. Because as Revelation 21, 4 says, He'll wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the older things has passed away. So in heaven, we won't need 
this armor because the battle will be over. But until then, my friend, let's put on the full armor of God (sighs) because it's what Scripture says to do. Why do we care what Scripture says? Because Scripture is the inspired word of the living God. Come on. I hope you've been encouraged. I hope you've been equipped. Would you um, do me a massive favor and leave a review um, of this podcast? That'd be so helpful in getting the word out and helping other people, uh, Lord willing, be encouraged and equipped to live for the day. Thankful for you. We'll see you next time.